We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 3rd, 2013. And today, wasn't even planning really on doing a teaching today, but I'm just going to go over some of the current events that happened, kind of bullet points for the last week, and then also look at some of the things surrounding the Super Bowl that's going on, actually, as I speak. I guess it's the halftime right now. Uh, and probably then next week do like a real, you know, study where I've actually, the PDF for this week is going to be basically like the email that I'd sent out on the newsletter, but I'm going to actually have some stuff added to it as well. So, um, one of the first things looking at this last week, if um, we look at that, is the whole thing with, with Israel and Syria and the bombing that took place there. And so there's a lot of talk now, obviously, going on regarding Israel's retaliation to Syria. What's going to happen? Is that going to be the precipitator to World War III? Is Iran, you know, all these other countries going to get involved? And there's, again, this is just basically bullet points. Is Israel raid stirs threat of Syrian revenge? And then Cutting Edge had asked the question, is the Isaiah 17.1 prophecy coming soon? Now, Isaiah 17.1 reads, The burden of Damascus in Syria. Behold, Damascus is, is taken away from being a city, and it, shall be, and it shall be a ruinous heap. Now, that's never actually been fulfilled in the Bible. So, this is a prophecy that's yet to be fulfilled. And this is why this has been poised a lot about um, Damascus. And if that were to be the case, that would be a suitable linchpin for World War III, um, looking at all the things that have went on in Syria as of late, and the takeover of, you know, radical Islam in Syria, thanks to our government, just like a ton of the other countries over there, and knowing that the backing that they're going to have with other Muslim countries that are going to come to their aid. So, a lot of this stuff, it, we could be right on the cusp of right now. I'm just going to read you some of the headlines that I've seen over the last week. Okay, so the the next article reads, Turkish foreign minister slams Assad for not responding to Israeli strike. Says his government will not stand by Israel, uh, stand by as Israel attacks a Muslim country. And you're going to see that as a common theme all along. And the, the Muslim countries, even if those Muslim countries are infighting, and even if on paper they can't stand one another, they all have one united enemy, and that is Israel, and then the great Satan, America, beyond that. And I'm not saying America hasn't given them reason to, uh, with regarding a lot of our foreign occupation, and a lot of the whole thing with the depleted uranium that we've used that has caused all kind of horrific deaths and suffering and de deformations of children and, and the babies, and if you don't believe that, just get the movie or the documentary Beyond Treason. It's called Beyond Treason. I just saw it on CuttingEdge.org. If you go up there, CuttingEdge.org, and you can click on the actual DVD. It, it's an absolute total documentation of just depleted uranium, what that's done to not only the occupants of the Middle East that we've occupied, particularly Iraq and a lot of those places, but also to our own troops, and how they come back vaccinated to the gills with 
all this depleted uranium exposure, all of the things that go along with the horrors of war, and it's all by design. It's all by design to, to destroy them, to use them up in, in, as useless eaters, as the Illuminati views soldiers, essentially. And, again, it's, it's all by design. So, you're going to have a lot of Muslim countries over there whether they like one another or not, that's irrelevant. They will all get on the same playing field when this starts to go down. Because their united front is Islam. okay, And they believe they're a weighted savior. And I know that there's the Sunni and the Shiite philosophies, and that's different. I believe it's the Sunni that, that is waiting on the Imam Mahdi. Maybe it's the Shiite, I forget. It's irrelevant. I'm just saying that once the Imam Mahdi, their awaited savior, makes his big debut on a satanic level, um, they will all get on the same team. No doubt. Okay? And they believe that this awaited savior, their Imam Mahdi, is only going to come through much carnage and bloodshed. On both sides, Israel and theirs. So they don't really, they don't really care. They believe if they die a martyr, they're going to get their... 72 virgins and white-skinned boys in paradise for all eternity. So, you know, for them it's a win-win. So, this is something to also look at. Uh, Next report, Iran and Syria threatens to retaliate against Israel. So, Iran um, is getting on board, obviously. Then, more Israeli strikes in Syria overnight hit multiple sites. So, you know, Israel's continued to do this. And this is going to provoke you know, Islam more and more and more. They're, they're, from the reports I'd seen, they're trying to take out Hezbollah weapons transports that are ultimately going to be aimed at Israel. Okay? Now, they've only got, like, I don't know how many decades now of history of knowing and showing that land for peace doesn't work Every time they give the Muslims more land or more privileges or try to negotiate a peace treaty, they just the more land they give them, just the closer they move the rockets in. That's the only thing they're ever rewarded with. So I don't know whether they're finally wising up to that or what, but they're, they have the right to defend themselves. Um, contrary to what a lot of the mainstream media believes and a lot of people that um, are call themselves Christians believe, but they don't evidently think that they have any right to defend themselves. And I'm not saying Israel's perfect, and I'm not saying that their their upper higher leadership isn't Illuminati, just like all the rest of the governments. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to have some biblical balance and look at the history. I've documented it over and over and over again. All of the, um, the fruit of Islam directed against Israel. And it's part of their absolute total theology is the total annihilation and destruction of Israel. They have stated it over and over again. The heads of governments have stated it over and over again. Yasser Arafat stated it many, many times. And that is the only solution for them. Total annihilation. And so, you know, their cards are all on the table. Whether they want to, you know, in a particular instance deny that or not. Their intentions are very clear, and there is only one solution for Islam. And there's been, there will never be peaceful coexistence between Islam and Israel, um, according to their unholy writings. And then, from then, they move to the rest of the infidels in the world and annihilate them as well. It's either convert or die. So, that's, that's Islam. 
at its core level. There's no middle ground. Uh, going further, Russia has also stated that this um, attack, whatever, by Israel was unacceptable. So Russia's on their side. We, we went over that many times. The UN also has said that Israel must withdraw from Judea. And so the UN is also on board. You're going to see a real united front, I really believe, against Israel, particularly in good old Barack Hussein Obama's next term. Because, again, now he doesn't have, he doesn't have to worry about re-election. He doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I really believe that this would be prime time for America to truly turn its back on Israel. Now, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but I do believe it's an eventuality that it will have to happen. So expect to see that in Obama's the second term. I really believe that's a, that's a, a given. You're going to see the world on a global scale turn against Israel. There's a lot of Bible for that as well. And then America, uh, which will precipitate our, our judgment from God as well. That's going to speed things up on God's timetable for judgment against America. Uh, next report was reading, Netanyahu tells America it's now or never regarding they're, they're probably seeing a big buildup of weapons and armory and this type of thing with a lot of these countries that, that America has installed radical Muslim uh, Islam leadership. And they're probably saying, you know, listen, we can let this stuff build up and we can let them get all their troops in place and all their armaments in place, or we can do something about it now. And I believe that's what this has a lot to, to do with. Now, uh, Chuck Hagel was nominated as Secretary of Defense this week, and he was asked, why has Iran endorsed you? And Senator Jim Inhofe said, asked Chuck Hagel why the Iranians had endorsed his nomination for Secretary of Defense, because that's unusual. Why on God's green earth would they endorse a Secretary of Defense nominee unless they knew this guy was on board with their corrupt, wicked... Islamic regimes, okay? And the question was posed by Senator Jim Inhofe to Hegel, quote, given that Iran, the people, I'm quoting now from Iran, people of the Middle East, the Middle, the Muslim region, and North Africa, these people of these regions hate America from the bottom of their heart, said Inhofe. Then he goes on to say, quote, it further said Israel is a cancerous tumor in the heart of the, of the Islamic world. They further said Iran's warriors are ready and willing to wipe Israel off the map. Okay, this is all stuff that's well known. I've reported on, this is just a little bit of, of what Islam says on an, on an almost everyday basis. The question I'd like to ask you, and you can answer that for the record if you like, why do you think the Iranian foreign ministry so strongly supports your nomination for Secretary of Defense. Huh. Knowing that I, there's a very, very, very good chance that Iran will be the linchpin, they would only view that in a favorable way if this guy was going to probably give them a lot of leeway regarding what they have planned for Israel. Maybe he will be the, the, the person they need in office in order to ensure that America is not going to retaliate against Iran if it attacks Israel. I don't know, but I mean, can it be good? Can it be a good reason? 
if I ran, you know, Ahmadinejad, you know, the, the Ayatollah, all of these ultra-radical political leaders, I mean, satanic to the core, and they're saying this is the guy we want in for Secretary of Defense. <laughs> that's that's bad news right there. So Hagel responded, I have a difficult enough time with American politics, Senator. I have no idea, but thank you. What a liar from the pit of hell. You know? And and I'll be glad to respond further for the record. Yeah, right. Spoken like the true fork-tongued devil that he is, like basically all of them are at that level. So it's just something to think about. Then we have um, the Fatah Honor Suicide Bomber who killed two and injured hundreds on its official Facebook page as, quote, one of the most honorable martyrdom-seeking operations. So this is what Islam believes and teaches, and, and this is Islam. You kill, you martyr, um, you know, as a suicide bomber, you get martyred for Allah's sake, and, and you're going to receive the highest accolades and honor. You know, it, it is one really sick, sick death cult, is all I can really say. Next report, U.S. Senate approves Skull and Bones initiate John Kerry as Secretary of State. So, John Kerry now, Secretary of State, and he's a Skull and Boneser, just like Bush, just like Bush's daddy. You know, where you got Bush Jr., Bush Sr., and then you had Prescott Bush, which was their dad. All Skull and Bonesers. Uh, unbelievably disproportionate amount of our presidential the ones that are, have run, um, and presidents themselves have been skull and bones. A disproportionate amount of obviously high-level Illuminati, the, the Yale skull and bones, which is probably the highest level secretive fraternity for the elite that there is in America. And I think John Kerry is being rewarded for him going along with the throwing of that election that by indications it looked like he should have won. I believe that was the whole hanging shad debacle. Remember that? The hanging ch- I just love that phrase, the hanging shads. Anyway, um, that was on the whole punch card things for the voting. Well, uh, this is probably a reward for being a good little, you know, just like I believe Mitt Romney will probably be rewarded for going along with, with his loss as well, when in reality he should have won. But notice that when it all went down and when it all happened, he didn't really make a peep. He didn't try to, because it was all scripted, it was all by design for him to lose, just like it was John Kerry, and they'll be rewarded for being good little satanic Illuminati Nazis. Doing, you know, taking one for the team. And this is what they were there to do. And in, in the meantime, all these millions and millions and millions of dollars being spent on on their campaigns, just wasted money. You might as well flushed it down the toilet. And all of the all of the distraction and all of this stuff when the voting process, particularly at that level, is so unbelievably rigged, and I proved that again after the Obama election. Some of these precincts voting one hundred percent in the inner cities in Cleveland and Philadelphia, there were several precincts that supposedly voted 100% for Obama. Not one vote. Not one. You know, there, it's, it's, a, it's a mathematical impossibility. But this is how they rigged the voting process. And particularly now with electronic voting, 
Go up on the internet and key in Diebold, D-I-E-B-O-L-D, and voting fraud, and watch that guy's testimony. He's got work for the company. I mean, proven work in front of a court, flat out saying they can flip those votes any way they want to flip them. And they will, and they do. So, your vote means nothing. I hate to say that. Now, I'm not saying on a local level all voting is rigged, okay? Not to say it's not, or it couldn't be. But, it's a fact. Uh, Kian blackboxvoting.org um, Kian Vote Scam on YouTube. Uh, the HBO documentary, Hacking Democracy. Key in that. You can watch that. I mean, it's proven over and over and over again that the voting process is a total rigged joke at this point. And this is why I always, you know, we'll vote you out. You know, I hear a lot of this and I'm thinking, oh, no. God can get somebody out of there if it be his will. But I think a lot of the people that are in office right now are part of God's judgment. Part of God's strong delusion. Because these people are deceivers. They're, you know, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 2.13. And this is where we're at. Waxing means growing. And this is where we're growing. And um, where people are just becoming more and more evil and wicked. And particularly people at this level we're talking about here. So, Lyndon LaRoche put out a webcast on January 25th, and it was the coup d'etat against Obama. And he brings a number of points up, some pretty bombshell stuff. I've seen more stuff come out about Obama lately, about Sandy Hook. The problem is, is I don't see it getting any traction. And this is the, the fear, as things get more wicked, that they become, they meaning the elite, the globalists, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, Satan's minions, they get more bold and brash by the day. I mean, this Sandy Hook thing is so flagrant. I, I mean, they've already got like hour and a half long documentaries up there just exposing all of the garbage that has went on with just Sandy Hook. How it was, I mean, and they, they're, they're not even trying. They're just botching stuff and, and leaving all these loose ends. And it's like, we don't really even care. We're just going to, we're going to shove down your throat whatever we feel like shoving down it through our mainstream media, control media. And you're going to like it. And we don't really care. And we will be sloppy. And in fact, we're going to be sloppy on purpose. So that we're going to gauge how bad the sheeple people have really been dumbed down. Because the sloppier we are, if there's no public outcry, that really tells us how dumbed down and how docile they have become. And this is what we're seeing here a lot with, with a lot of this information that's come out with Obama, Sandy Hook, and on a lot of other areas, obviously, on an everyday basis. So the next um, link I gave was entitled Peak Silver, and then rush to monetary safety. Americans buy nearly half a billion dollars, dollars of gold and silver in January. So just two articles regarding the whole subject of gold and silver, and um, I'm not telling you to you know, go out and do it. But I can tell you one thing. There's nothing back in this dollar. And it's just a matter of time. And I've said this for years before it's, it collapses. And if there's nothing back in something and it collapses, look at what happened to like the Confederate money. Okay. They thought they might've had been a lot of Confederates that were hoarding that. And then in a very short period of time, it becomes worthless. It's, it's not worth the paper. It's printed off. And that's, 
I believe exactly, or to a, a certain extent, that's what's going to happen to the dollar. If they go over to something like the Amero, or just go flat into a one-world currency, and say, okay, listen, you know, um, if there's a banking holiday and you can't get your, your money out, or if, you're, or if your IRA or your 401k, or everything you have in paper dissolves, okay, that could happen very easily with a monetary system where there's nothing backing it. And that economic collapse is by design, and it's part of the New World Order, and it's a gigantic part of the New World Order's plan to destroy the middle class of America. And to get then millions upon millions upon millions of more people into the whole food stamp government-dependent system so that they can totally control you, every aspect of your life, and tell you what to do. Which has been moved into absolute high gear since Obama's been in office. You know, how many more millions upon millions upon millions now, totally dependent on the government for subsistence. Jobs are being moved offshore. Jobs are being destroyed. Jobs are being given to illegal aliens. They're being moved, you know, wherever. Uh, most of the goods in America that we buy are made in China. And all of this is being done by design. And if they devalue the currency, which will happen, and your paper money or your paper investments became worthless overnight, then you have nothing. Or let's say they devalue it like 10 to 1. Okay, now 10 of your dollars is worth 1 Amero or whatever the, the denomination will end up being. You've just lost 90% of your money. So... Things like gold and silver have always been intrinsically worth something and they always will be worth intrinsically worth something. And it is honest currency. It is an honest monetary unit of exchange that has been used back into biblical times. And I'm not saying hoard and be greedy in this type of thing. But I'm just talking about from a practical standpoint here. So, something to think about. There's a couple articles there you can look at. Uh, next report vast majority of gun owners would defy the ban, polls show, out of the new American. So, vast majority uh, saw a video the other day of a meeting in New York. And I mean, this room was packed out. And they were basically telling all these politicians, okay, so what are you going to do when we don't register our weapons. I want to know the penalties. How, are you building prison camps for us? Are you building more jails? And they wouldn't, they wouldn't answer. They were real vague. Real vague. But these guys had backbones and were actually up there asking them very pointed questions on, I'm not going to register. What are you going to do to me when I don't register my guns with you, Mr. Devil Big Brother? And it was it was pretty amazing. There's going to be a lot of pushback, and there is a lot of pushback already. Over 1,000 Green Berets have signed letters supporting the Second Amendment. Um, and again, I think this is that video. New York, the resistance begins. Gun ban noncompliance goes viral. Has the Second American Revolution begun? Uh Next report, four state sheriff's associations and 231 county sheriffs are now saying no to Obama's gun control. It's a significant amount of sheriffs, 231, four state sheriff's associations. 
And as more get on board, it will hopefully embolden and give the courage to other sheriffs and other people that hopefully are honest and have integrity to do the same thing. Here's a uh, link you can click on to contact your senator, senators to urge them to oppose all gun control that is currently on the table. The Feinstein gun ban, Senate Bill 150, and the universal background checks, and all the president's initiatives. The only gun proposal that we will support is repealing the gun-free school zone gun ban, which is true. The most, stick, the, the most thinking, asinine thing I've ever seen. Create gun-free zones where killers can go and kill wholesale and not have to worry about, be, about being shot back at. And that's the solution. That's their solution. More gun-free zones. Which is a magnet for, you know, mind control slaves that they trigger. Essentially, is what you're looking at here. Next one, there's a bill now that would let North Carolina teachers and volunteers carry guns in school. That is the solution, right there. To arm a certain percentage of faculty, voluntarily, and every school should have this. Every, Every business, really, to a certain extent, should have this. Again, I cite Kennesaw, Georgia. Where they have basically, and this has been for decades, passed um, legislation that said the head of the household ha- had to have a gun, and their you know their crime rate, their murder rate dropped to basically zero. It had this gigantic effect because the criminals were of of all places. They're not going to go someplace if they know they think they're going to get killed. They're going to go to other places that don't have that type of legislation. But if they have this across the board in America, that's the solution. Regarding that, it's preventative. It's not, oh, let's wait until mass murder occurs and then take away everyone's guns, which is the exact opposite of what they should be doing. Take away the law-abiding citizens' ability to defend themselves. Yeah, let's punish the law-abiding citizens for some MK Ultra mind control slave that is on all kind of, you know, like Prozac and SSRIs and all these, these mind-altering devil meds that cause this type of behavior. Let's, let's punish the law-abiding citizens and not, and not all these other ones that the government has literally created for this purpose to do this. The black awakening, like that's been talked about, where they're going to trigger these mind control slaves. That's what this is. Why is it that these people usually will turn around and kill themselves afterward? Because it's part of their mind control programming. When this, when they're done killing the innocent people, or whoever they're killing, they turn the gun on themselves and that's part of their program. So that there's no witness. The Aurora one was, was an aberration. Most of the time they turn the gun on themselves when they're done. Okay, time to die. That's my programming. And let's blame it on the gun. It was the gun that did it. The gun sprouted little legs and little arms and marched right into that room and killed all those people because the gun is just evil and bad. Beyond asinine, the whole the whole premise of this. But it's, you know, like I said, if it's evil, this big brother, satanic, antichrist, soon-to-be antichrist, false prophet promoting one world government, they're going to support it. If it's evil, 
it's good. If it's good, it's evil. And the Bible is very clear on one of them they call evil good and good evil. So, next report, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, purchases 7,000 fully auto, meaning machine gun, personal defense, assault rifles, as Congress moves to limit the uh, limit Americans' gun rights. So, see, they're arming to the teeth, the, our government, purchasing all these millions and millions of, of, like, the most lethal rounds you could purchase for whatever gun they're buying it for. That's been documented over and over. And all of these, and then arming to the teeth with all these, you know, armored Humvees and, and the just all kinds of things that they're doing. Who knows? But we, at the same time, they're coming after our gun rights. They're coming after, they want to take away our guns, so we have no ability, ability to defend ourselves. At the same time, they're arming to the teeth. Satan is arming to the teeth. Okay, that's, that's what's going on. Next report. Government officials can still own assault weapons under the Feinstein Bill. So again, they have a totally different set of standards for the government, the wicked, evil government. And I'm not saying all police and sh- those are all bad. I'm just saying, for the most part, this is the agenda. They want to arm the wicked. They want to arm those, just like Hitler wanted to be totally armed. And he wanted to disarm the population so that the population is totally helpless. You don't like what we tell you to do? We're going to put a bullet in your head. You can see it over and over and over in the last hundred years in particular with Hitler, Stalin, Mao Zedong, Pol Pot. It's what they do. Disarm the population so they can come in and wholesale kill you. That's why I've been harping so much on this gun issue so much because it is the final linchpin. If they get the guns... There's nothing more standing in their way. Nothing more. All they have to do at that point is pull the, uh, you know, kill the currency, kill the American dollar, that, that way, and then maybe release a pandemic in conjunction with that. Probably while World War III is going on. Maximum shock and awe value. So that you are going to be so traumatized, the average person is going to be so traumatized, they are going to do whatever it takes to save their skins. That's what's going to happen. That's why it's good to be prepared. The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. That's what the Bible says. And a lot of times it's not even, it's not just to save your your skin. It's to save your families. It's to protect your family. That's the bigger issue. Protecting your family. If you're the man of the house in particular. Um, I know that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes it's just a, 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 a mom, and maybe the man's not around. But there's a lot of evil coming, and you know the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So it is something to consider. Next report: NRA won't back an Arizona bill to limit federal gun control. I, I don't trust the NRA. Period. I don't trust them. Yes, they've made some good overtures, but ultimately I believe they will cave in. I believe they're part of the problem. I've said that before. I've put out documentation on that. I will not join them. The only one I think that's really good is Gun Owners of America as far as really going after real issues with this. Next report. 
Chuck Hagel's confirmation vote will soon take place. The vote on the former, and this is the guy that they were asking about, why why does Iran want you in so bad, Mr. Hagel? Uh, The vote on former Senator Chuck Hagel's nomination is expected by the Committee on Armed Services as early as next Thursday, and the full Senate vote will follow quickly thereafter. That's why we are hand-delivering our oppose Hagel petitions, uh, hopefully along with your signature. And here's a link for it if you'd like to do that. Next report, doctors kill 2,450% more Americans than all gun-related deaths combined. So why why aren't doctors on the front page? Why aren't they trying to remedy this situation with doctors? To take away the the body-destroying and soul-defiling pharmacia that they particularly rely on to try to drug people into good health, which is impossible. I understand, in certain instances, they're necessary to save a life, and there are certain exceptions to every rule, but I'm talking about every day. You cannot drug your body into good health. Can't be done. They kill 2,450% more Americans than all gun-related deaths combined. But there's no outcry over them. Why? Because they're part of the system. Pharmacia, baby. The root word for sorcery which is where we get the word pharmacy, pharmaceutical, all that. It's all tied in with sorcery. Devils and demons associated with the drugs themselves. Next report, the astounding hypocrisy of gun control advocates. One rule for you, another rule for them. And again, that's just more evidence of what we've just been talking about. There's, these are all individual links I'm talking about here, with no verbiage or text. I'm just doing rapid-fire bullet point stuff today. Um, Virginia approves a bill to undermine Obama gun control. So there is some good good things. But again, I really look at it in light of, okay, if everything stayed the same, that'd be one thing. But most likely they're going to they're gonna have some other false flag event here where more innocent, probably children, in this type of thing are going to get killed. Something to really pray about, against. And or if there's some type of false flag Nuke, terrorist event on our soil, which could happen tonight with the Super Bowl. There's been a lot of talk about that. I don't know if that'll happen or not. By the time I'm done with this, I imagine the Super Bowl will be over. And I'll either know or won't know. But um, it could be. And we're going to look at that. And even if none of it ends up coming to pass... They've done a lot of telegraphing. And it's good to know Satan's devices from that standpoint. Lest we be ignorant you know, of his devices. So, um, we're going to look at that a little bit later here. The next link is a link to sign your petition to the new 113th Congress to to stop all taxpayer funding of abortion, which is obviously credibly worthy. And probably, of all things on the planet, of, of all things going on in the United States, this would be the thing that would be most near and dear to God's own heart. Next report, New Mexico teen accused of killing family, heavily involved with violent video games, Sheriff says. Now, I've done a whole series on video games, and this is just more proof of that, All obviously, typically being part of the scenario with these uh, serial killers that just go off the deep end. But again, I believe a lot of that's by design. 
Received this this week from a listener, tattoo vaccine instead of injections. Scientists from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, have developed a stick-on tattoo for a powerful delivery of vaccines. The tattoo is a patch covered in microneedles as a way to, del- to deliver a new generation of vaccines. Researchers claim the system could even be used to deliver DNA vaccines. Oh good, so we can have our DNA literally altered from a microneedle vaccine tattoo patch. I mean, where do I sign up? Um, this, this could be used to, d- to deliver DNA vaccines for risky diseases such as HIV. We'll consider HIV was started through the vaccination process of the gay male population in San Francisco, Chicago, New York in around 78, 79, and that's been proven. Just go up Key and Leonard Horowitz and HIV. See how it was created literally for that purpose. I don't think I trust this too much. You know? <laughs> Applying the patches loaded with these microneedles onto the skin instantly embeds the coatings into the body, much like the application of a tattoo. Be real careful what you're signing up for. Anything that they're going to put on you medically anymore, man, that, that is going to penetrate the skin, particularly vaccines, this kind of garbage. I mean, look look at what else they came out with this week. This is in my health newsletter. Um, <laughs> first genetically engineered flu vaccine is now on the market. Okay. Hailed as the flu cure everyone's been waiting for. But, unfortunately, it's made from genetically modified insects. That's what the vaccine, this particular vaccine, is actually made from. I mean, what's not to like about that? You know, it's made from, from insects. You know, I want to get that injected straight into my bloodstream. I mean, I, I see no red flags there. As reported, uh, as recently reported, a hardier than normal type of flu is spread around the U.S., no, it's nasty. This flu is bad, bad news. Um, and much earlier than normal, causing some states to declare public health emergencies to speed up flu vaccine production, the U.S. FDA, or Satan, has approved a new insect-based genetically engineered flu vaccine. So it's genetically engineered. It's like GMO, and it's insect-based. <laughs> it's like, reminds me of shit like the fly. Remember, I, like from a long time ago or whatever, I saw that, where that one guy, he, he literally transforms into a fly. I mean, these are DNA-based insect, genetically modified. You have no clue what might be happening to your own DNA if you get one of these things. I mean, it's unbelievable. They have approved a new insect, insect-based genetically engineered flu vaccine, as well as vaccines grown in cultures of dog kidney cells, rather than eggs. A good dog kidney cells. And while mainstream media claims the flu vaccine is working well this year, a recent review of published research shows flu vaccines are ineffective at best and produce neurological complications at worst, while having no effect at all um, on hospitalizations or working days lost. That's, that's not true. They... The people that are getting the flu, the primary ones are the ones that are getting the vaccine. And then what they're acting as are as a breeding ground or a vector to then give you the flu that didn't get the vaccine. Their bodies 
are incubation chambers once they get this horrific vaccine. And then you get it. That's that's what's going on here. So, anyway, yeah, they're coming out with this. If it's evil, hey, they're going to love it. They're going to just eat it up and they're going to want you to get it. Let me see if there's anything else on this health, since I've kind of touched on this, that we can go over. I'm going to be sending this one out. Oh, have you heard the IRS says now the cheapest Obamacare plan is going to be $20,000 per year per family? Hey, Obamacare is going to be really, really cheap. It's going to save you so much money. We're all going to have free cars, free gas, free houses, like the one lady was saying after Obama got elected for the first term. I don't know if you ever saw that footage. The IRS, one of, without a doubt, the most wicked, evil factions of our it's not even a government, part of our government. It's part of the, it's the private debt collection arm for the International Monetary Fund that owns the Federal Reserve, that prints money out of thin air. Not one dime of what we pay into the IRS goes to running this country. Not one dime. Who said that? The Grace Commission that Ronald Reagan sanctioned when he got into office to evaluate all aspects of the government? Not one dime. Nothing. Oh, but you don't pay your taxes, so you're not a real American. Yeah, not one dime of it goes to run in this country. Not one dime. Well, how does the country run? Well, you got gas taxes, you got property taxes, you got sales taxes. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of taxes. That goes into the pockets of the Illuminati, what you give the IRS. Okay? Just so you know. I've gone gone over that before, it's proven. But the IRS is going to be in charge of Obamacare, which is really a match made in hell. It's the way it should be, you know. And the cheapest plan, 20 grand a year. Hey, you all got an extra 20 grand a year sitting around. You can pay the IRS on top of your other taxes, right? We shouldn't push back against this at all. We should just go with the flow and go along. Well, I can't pay it. Well, then just become totally dependent on the government. And, and get on food stamps and get on every other, and, and they'll take care of you. I, that's what their plan is. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that's what their plan is. Total 100% dependency on the government. Let me just click on this. I want, I want to see what else they say about this. Yeah, this is from cnsnews.com. In the final regulation issued Wednesday, the IRS assumed that under Obamacare, the cheapest health care insurance plan available for 2016 for a family will cost 20 grand for the year. 20 grand. I haven't had health insurance. I don't even know how long. I can't afford it. I mean, and this is just beyond insanity. I saw what a lot of people, like, before we moved up here, a lot of my parents' friends and stuff, you know, they're paying, like, for two people, like, 1000 1200 a month, just for the insurance, for their disease propagation. See, let the problem happen. Create the problem through the medical system, through the GMO crops, through all the additives and preser- preservatives and all the other garbage, through the fluoride and the chlor- chlorine that they put in the water, through the chemtrails where they're spraying us like cockroaches, through all the outgassing of things that we breathe on a daily basis, through the pollution of the food supply, trans fatty acids and, and um, 
you could go on and on and on through the vaccinations, create the problem, the New World Order, and then provide the solution through Obamacare, through health insurance. The IRS's assumption that the cheapest plan for a family will cost 20000 per year is found in examples the IRS gives to help people understand how to calculate the penalty they will need to pay the government <laughs> if they do not buy the mandated health care plan. Pure evil. Just pure evil. I won't pay them a dime. Ever. It's pure evil. I'm not going to go along with something that's pure evil. You know? Just like these people aren't going along with now gun. They're just going to keep taking and taking and taking from Americans until, well, the inevitable conclusion of what they're going to ultimately try to do. But, you know, this is resisting the devil. This is resisting evil, what we're talking about here. Okay, these are all unjust, ungodly laws that they're trying to force us and mandate us. And so much of what you're going to pay into Obamacare is going to go toward Planned Parenthood. And, you know, these people that have to, uh, are going to, these companies, they're going to have to be forced into supplying contraception. Or the morning after pill. Or abortions. Think about that. So much of it's going to go into that because, hey, man, depopulation is one of the gigantic things that the New World Order is all about. Reduce world population to 500 million. First commandment of the Georgia Guidestones, which is the Ten Commandments of the New World Order. There's a whole series of links here also. A video of Illinois' mom arresting, being arrested for refusing the smart meters. Uh, on her property, guy comes up. She gets arrested because she's like, no, I do not give you permission to put this devil smart meter on my property. And um, they uh, call the cops and take her away. The controversy over smart meters has been seen in cities around the nation. Some have concerns about this type of data, how the smart meters will allow to be collected. It's an absolute total information collecting device. I mean, it's it's a spying, massive spying device. And if you have any of the new appliances, it is going to interact with all the new appliances and your house is going to be a constant um, spy grid. They're going to know everything you're doing at all times. You're going to connect that in with the new cars, with the smartphones, with your appliances... And they're going to try to build an absolute total Big Brother grid that's monitoring you 24-7. So if you get out of line, they'll know it. Others worry about the health risks associated with the transmitter and the smart meter, including headaches, insomnia, tinnitus, and DNA breakdown. It's one of the worst things you could possibly do. These things are giving off so much electromagnetic radiation. I've, I've had... More than one listener, but one listener in particular in Texas, she had, I finally told her, I said, you've got to order, because she had one installed, and she couldn't, I mean, she had just horrific headaches, um, interference with her sleep patterns, all of these horrific side effects. I said, you got to order the shroud. I only know one place that makes it, some, someplace in Europe. She had ordered, it's like an RF shroud that you literally put over your bed like a canopy that literally shields you 
from the RF, from the smart meter and everything else. You know, Wi-Fi gives off a ton. That's why you should, why you should turn off your Wi-Fi if you go to bed every night at bare minimum. So you're not getting all that at night because it's going to inter- interfere with your sleep patterns and your quality rest and stuff like that. And um, all the other things we're being bombarded with all the time anyway. That's a whole other thing, electromagnetic pollution that I failed to mention earlier. Another gigantic way to try to kill us. Cancer-causing and just debilitating and, you know. Well, she ordered that and the, and the first night she slept under, it was the first night she had gotten a decent night's sleep in I don't know how long since the smart meter was installed. Um, so, yeah, some people have to resort to that. And then here's a video of a third Naperville mother emotionally refusing the smart meter Wednesday, fearing her daughter's health. Installer hops a locked fence escorted by an armed Naperville police. So they've got, they've got their, their, their Nazi brown shirt goons in there basically saying, no, you have no right to refuse this. You're going to take this smart meter and you're going to like it. And they're pure evil. So... Um, some other ones routine ultrasound testing not proven safe for pregnant women and this is by a doctor that came out with this now I've, I've got a whole file on that how ultra, what ultrasounds can do to a baby not good not good okay um, but I want to see a picture well you know if you knew what it was doing to your baby I think you could wait They've never been proven safe for pregnant women or babies um, and aren't recommended for routine use. An ultrasound is a diagnostic scan that emits an ultra-high-frequency sound wave at the tissues and bones. As the echo waves return to the machine, a picture is created. Uh, In the 1970s, it was thought that ultrasounds were safe for pregnant women because of the very low scanning intensities. However, since 1993, the FDA has allowed high-output machines to scan babies at eight times the tolerable levels without conduction of any epidemiological studies. In addition, each scan heats surrounding tissues and bones up to six degrees higher than the maximum determined level of safety and can cause cavitation where gas pockets and tissues and fluid collapse. This can lead to a disruption in cell function and permeability, bleeding, and can have adverse effects on the early fetal development, which is when they are the most vulnerable. You have to understand, anything that they want to do to your baby at the earliest stages from a medical standpoint, it's designed ultimately to kill it, to kill your baby, to hurt it at bare minimum. Oh, no, no, it's not. Trust me, everything they're doing now, basically... Is designed to, you come out, they give you a hepatitis B vaccine, your sexually transmitted disease or or through IV drug use. Yeah, they really need that hep B vaccine right out of the womb. The vitamin K shots are no good. The, the, The garbage they put in their eyes, it's no good. The vaccinations, evil. But they're the guys with the white lab coats and the magic prescription pads so they can, you know, do whatever they want. Ultrasounds, ultrasound studies done on animals have shown cell abnormalities to several generations. Brain hemorrhages, lung damage, slow locomotion, and learning disabilities that worsen with longer exposure. So right there out of the gate. The, the brain tissue in particular is very vulnerable. When I, I'm, I'm trained on ultrasound machines, okay? But I use it, I haven't done it in a long time, but when I was, um, have a whole separate little degree in physiotherapy, which is what we're dealing with here. Interferential treatments, ultrasound, this type of stuff. I did electroacupuncture. I did all that stuff. I'm board certified. I'm, I'm, I've got a whole degree in acupuncture. I just don't do it 
anymore because it's based out of Taoism, which is the whole yin and yang fire and ice garbage, and it's based out of occultism. I did all kinds of stuff, all kind of new age techniques when I was first a chiropractor. The guy that got me into it, who was a Christian, was into all this new age stuff, and I didn't know any better because I was a baby Christian. He was the guy that basically led me to the Lord through the, the book that he'd given me on En Route to Global Occupation by Gary Kaw. So, I didn't know, but therapeutic ultrasound, which is where you have a joint injury, is good. I like that, okay? It breaks down scar tissue naturally. Uses the high-frequency sound wave in order to do that. But, here's the deal. You never did it on the head, ever. It was a contraindication, meaning you just don't do it. You did it over areas of the spine. You could do it over areas of, like, you know, the knee or large, but you didn't do it over the head, ever. Well, when you're doing a, a diagnostic ultrasound, you're doing the whole baby. You're getting the brain tissue and everything. And they're, they're at their most vulnerable then. So things you do to a baby then can affect it for the rest of its life in an adverse way. I just gave you a lot of the ways that it works. Therapeutic ultrasound breaks down scar tissue with a high-frequency sound wave. But let me tell you something. If you don't have that machine set right, and you don't move that head fast enough, the, the ultrasound head, I don't know if any of you have ever experienced this, and you may have, but you slow down a little too much on an ultrasound machine, or have that thing a little too high, it'll light you up. It will light you up. It hurts real bad. It's a real deep ache. What is that? That's the literal tissue, the soft tissue, internally, heating up to a point. Heating up so much that it's actually starting to cause intense pain. Imagine what it could do to a baby's brain. Now I understand there's a difference between diagnostic and therapeutic, but they just said here. Now they're using ultrasound units that are, are eight, what was it, eight times above. Um, FDA has now, since 1993, because they want to kill us and deform us, and uh, the FDA has now allowed high output machines to scan babies at eight times the tolerable level without any conducting any epidemiological studies. <laughs> so that's our wonderful government at work looking out for us. So I'm just saying you may want to seriously think twice about it. They're bad news. They're evil like the devil when it comes to this type of stuff. I understand there, there may be exceptions, okay, but just to have routine, you know, I wouldn't do it. So, um, Global Treaty will now nix mercury, but not in vaccines. They're all about killing us. Remember, why is one of why is one of mercury's most dangerous applications, which is human vaccines, exempted from this ban? <laughs> There's enough mercury, literally, in one of the CFL bulbs that you have now, the little fluorescent light bulbs, that if you break it, you're supposed to call a hazmat team and evacuate your house and open all your windows. There's enough mercury in one of those bad boys. There's enough mercury in a vaccine where if you broke it, and this happened not too long ago, I documented it, I think it was in the New England somewhere, where they dropped the vaccine outside of where they were vaccinating people, and they had to call a hazmat team just to clean up. But it's okay to inject it straight into your bloodstream. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's, that's fine. One of the most toxic things you could ever put in your body totally destroys the dendrites of your brain. Your, your neural synapses. Seen videos of it on this mercury-free dentistry site where it shows a mercury molecule traveling toward a dendrite in the brain and it just shrivels like it's encountering Satan itself. 
And mercury has a high affinity for the brain. So what's not to like? Just inject it into the little kids and babies all day long so that they're going to uh, grow up basically where they're deformed or, or brain damaged and, you know, which is what the which is what they want to do. Okay, now, last part. Let's get into this 2013 Mercedes-Benz Super Bowl commercial and it's a cult message. This has got to be one of the most satanic things if not the most satanic commercial I have ever seen in my life. This thing really takes the cake. Okay, I'm just going to play this and then we're going to do a kind of a kind of an extensive commentary on it. Um I think this is the full version. The actor in it's William Defoe. And um yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's William Defoe here. Okay, so here we go. Nice job. So, what we have here, and you can watch the commercial is a guy sitting in a cafe in New Orleans where they're going to play the Super Bowl. Now, where they're playing the Super Bowl is the Mercedes-Benz whatever stadium. Okay. All I can really conclude is that Mercedes-Benz must just be straight from the pit of hell. That's all I can think of because they're showing then outside the cafe, them putting up this billboard of this new Mercedes-Benz they're coming out with, and these guys are literally putting it up. This guy's sitting in a cafe, and he's looking at the billboard, and then he turns over, and this guy appears. It's William Defoe. He's Satan. Okay, he's literally Satan, dressed up, he's got a black suit on, something around his neck, and he says, nice car, and then he goes further. Sure is. Make a deal with me, kid, you can have the car and everything that goes along with it. So he says, make a deal with me, kid, and you, you can have the car and everything that goes along with it. And he hands him this gold-laced pen. Okay, and the, and the guy then starts to imagine what it would be like to have this car and everything that went along with it. So in other words, he's wanting to make a deal with the devil. This is how they're advertising this car here. Okay, so then this, the next part goes into where they start playing Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Now we're going to talk about that a whole lot more. This song that you're hearing with the bongos and all that stuff, that's the Rolling Stones and it's literally called Sympathy for the Devil. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about that. So now all of a sudden he's envisioning himself. He's in this car. He's at this new Hollywood premiere. And he goes up and this supermodel's waiting for him to be on his arm as he goes into some Hollywood thing. And the song is saying, stole many a man's soul. So now he's with some rapper guy. He's like with one of the most popular people. So now he's going to Vegas. 
Now he's on the cover of all these magazines, you know, the whole world loves him or whatever. But the Bible says that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. He's got all these girls chasing him down. He's getting into his Mercedes Benz like he's some rock star. Now he's on a racetrack. I mean, you know, it's, this is believable. You know, it's believable. So So now he's back with the devil, and the devil's got a contract in front of him. And it's, uh, we'll, we're going to go over, it's, I think it's written in Latin, but it's something about the devil with some Catholic symbol there. And he puts the contract in front of him with an X next to it, and he's getting ready to sign. And William DeVoe's like, well, so what do you think? What do you say? Now, right here, then we see his hand, William Defoe's hand, and he's got a Freemasonic ring, a Freemason ring, the skull, the square and compass, which just shows you how wicked the Freemasons are and how involved they are if Satan himself would wear a square and compass ring. He's also got another ring on there. I think we'll get into that in, in a minute. And then what he's doing is he's looking at this Mercedes and he's contemplating doing this. And then the, the guys are just finishing the last part of the sign. And I believe it's like some kind of like 24,000 and then he, he refuses to take the deal with the devil because he's figuring, I think I can handle that. I'd, I'd rather not sell my soul when I can just pay 24 grand or whatever for this thing. 29, 29, 9. Thanks. But I think I got this. So then the devil disappears. This set your soul free. This so, so this September set your soul free and it's got this flaming 2013 and uh CLA starting under thirty thousand dollars. The seductive CLA. The best or nothing Mercedes Benz. So yeah, I, I gotta believe that's about one of the most satanic commercials I've ever seen in my life. And um got some emails about it this week. It's from my listener over in England. He goes Armor of Light and he says, check out the Super Bowl advertisement, the video description, and in New Orleans Cafe, a powerful force is undeniably present. Uh, what, what is not revealed until the Super Bowl will you be... Oh, so evidently they're going to reveal something during the Super Bowl about this. Okay. Uh, probably find out about that tomorrow. The commercial says something powerful is coming. With music, with sympathy from the devil in the background, as well as a thermometer rising and someone's coffee boiling. That's actually a little different version. There's a short version and there's a longer. The shorter version actually show that. The public celebration of the Antichrist and his arrival is happening more and more. Um, so, let me just key on this. I think this is the short version. Yeah, this is the 38 second version. And there's a dog, and some demonic wind blows through the cafe at this point. Same song. Thermometer's going way up, coffee's boiling. Something powerful is coming. See it on February 3rd. Something powerful is coming. Who knows what they're going to release tonight with their Illuminati ceremonies that they always get into at these com at these Super Bowls because they always have the in inevitable, you know, halftime, you know, a uh, tribute to Satan 
essentially. And uh, this is, again, what we're going to be dealing with here on, on probably the biggest scale ever because they seem to keep trying to top themselves every year. Then my listener goes on to say, Hi, Scott, the Illuminati seem to be pushing a lot of symbology towards something going down at the Super Bowl game. Could be a psyop as always, but I just can't help but noticing these things. Remember, the film, The Sum of All Fears, which involved a Super Bowl stadium and a nuke. Remember the latest Batman Dark Knight show and the Super Bowl stadium gets blown up. I think that's in like the, one of the first scenes. It's really, really weird too because I watched a video on that and um, it was one video where it showed that scene from Batman, The Dark Knight Rises, which also has Aurora and it has the Sandy Hook shooting. And at the very, very start of it, they have the um, thing where the big gigantic sinkhole forms in the stadium. Now, that sinkhole that we're hearing about down in Louisiana is 57 miles due west of the New Orleans Stadium. And a sinkhole is what basically implodes and forms during this first original, I think it's a part of the first scene of Batman Dark Knight Rises. I didn't watch it, but I'm just saying, I think that's what happens. And as the guy, part of that scene, during the um, during that scene, one of the screenshots I saw was a guy turned and on the back of his jersey it said Ravens. Ravens are who are playing in the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> so, listen, it's so, this rabbit hole so deep, I just don't have time to go into all that stuff. Like, Pastor Michael Hogger, he does a way better job. He, he gets in all the, I can't, uh, I couldn't even think about doing that unless I just devoted my life to it. But fortunately, there's other people, if you want to know more about that, that go into greater detail in those areas than I do. Um, so, and it's, it's, you can just, it's unbelievable how the Illuminati telegraph their punches. So, um, remember in the bat, latest Batman Dark Knight, the Super Bowl stadium gets blown up. Um, and also the new Ford Bronco advertisement going down the same lines. Um, and I'm not even sure about that one. We'll take a look at Tom Cruise's new film called Oblivion. Take a look at what is said and seen at the start of the trailer. At the start of this trailer with Tom Cruise, hey, I'll just click on it so I don't leave out anything. This is the official Oblivion trailer, Tom Cruise sci-fi movie, coming out. The last Super Bowl was played right here. Jason, tell me it was a classic. Classic game. 80,000 people on their feet. Seconds left on the clock. So Hubie throws a Hail Mary. One six six. back online. Now, this is a show about the future of the world, and the stadium that he's in is totally blown up. This is where the last Super Bowl was played, he said. Okay? Classic game. And this is also coming out and and in this particular thing the world's been been blown up and he was just happened to be here at the stadium and it's how the trailer starts out very very strange you know i'm not saying anything's going to happen and i'm just saying that they sure have done some telegraphing of some potential scenario like that maybe it won't be this one maybe it'll be another one i don't know but it's very um crazy stuff here's another one from a listener named joshua and he says, I wanted to know if you've considered some of the scenarios at play for Sunday. Some connections I've noticed. Groundhog Day, which was, I believe, yesterday. Puxatani Phil, who I'm not going to hold anything against Puxatani Phil now. Okay, because he's cute and furry. But um, Groundhog Day, which is a high satanic holiday. 
um, of initiation and human sacrifice, and it is. It's just one of the many holidays on the satanic calendar that I've went over um, in many other teachings. Also, the Batman movie, where the stadium falls into a sinkhole. Um, and again, it's 54, 57 miles due west of the, the Louisiana sinkhole, the Bayou Corn, the one we've heard so much about. That's 57 miles due west from the New Orleans Stadium. Um, Destiny's Child reuniting to sing a new single called Nuclear on the 54th anniversary of the day the music died when Buddy Holly and two others were killed in a plane crash. I mean, this is just, you could just look at this probably from so many different angles, just like Sandy Hook, all the occult signatures, and literally probably do a 10-part teaching on it. Um, then he goes on to say, I haven't been to a football game since being saved, but I'm going to try to be with my dad this Sunday to walk him through the devilish rituals and try to give him the gospel again. What a wonderful time to be a child of the king of the universe. So, uh, and amen. But then we get into this, I received this from uh, the beginning and end is a newsletter I'm on, and it's called Mercedes-Benz Satanic Super Bowl Ad, Selling Your Soul to the Devil. Um, yeah, I'm going to go a little bit for, into this and see how far we can get. Here we have William Defoe, uh, Mercedes-Benz Super Bowl commercial. Satan is looking to make a deal. Uh, as the Super Bowl approaches, all eyes will be fixed on the exciting commercials. Mercedes-Benz new ad makes a special tribute to Satan, entitled The Soul. The commercial features a young man who is offered a deal with the devil, devil's uh, actor William Defoe, where he can... Receive a Mercedes-Benz fame, wealth, pleasure in exchange for a soul. Once again, the entertainment industry continues to bombard the minds and society with lure of satanic rebellion against God. And um, let's go further. The commercial incorporates many satanic elements. In the teaser ad, a hellbound, which is often associated with those who pledge their services to the devil, is seen barking and outside the diner. That was the dog. Okay, that's actually called a hellbound, which is associated with this type of activity. Now, there's a link here to this hellbound on what it actually means, and um, I didn't even know that until I read this. And then the famed Mississippi blues man, Robert Johnson. Now, I've done a whole teaching on Robert Johnson, having to be my dad's name as well. But um, he was the um, musician who was often credited as the father of rock and roll. He was the, He was actually considered originally the king of the Delta Mississippi Blues. He made a deal with the devil. Okay, No doubt he did it. Made a deal with the devil, wrote about it, talked about it. And, I mean, this is a guy that, that from all accounts, had no talent at all. Couldn't play the guitar, couldn't really do... And all of a sudden, he made this deal with the devil, and all of a sudden, he was this unbelievable guitar player. All these guys in modern-day rock and roll have, have credited that he was like... One of their main, main, main inspirations, an absolute genius, this and that. And um, I did a whole teaching on it. Kean Johnson or Robert in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, and you should find it. Uh, he was infamous for making the first music industry deal done with the devil in Clarksdale, Mississippi, at the Crossroads, which is where a lot of times you'll see occult ceremonies perform, wherever there's a crossroads. Okay? Um, this is something he claimed to have done early in his career. Now, this is all linked, these things. If you want to know more about these, you can also click on the links for this article because it will explain it. After the supernatural encounter, Johnson went on to become one of the most legendary guitarists of all time, blues. D despite his success, Johnson often complained of being plagued by demons. One of the famous songs in, on the subject 
was his entitled Hellbound on My Trail. Which again, the Hellbound, which is like this dog that was portrayed at the start of this um, video that we watched from Mercedes-Benz. Oh, a Hellbound is a supernatural dog found in folklore. A wide variety of ominous or hellish supernatural dogs occur in mythologies around the world, similar to the ubiquitous ubiquitous dragon. Features have been attributed to Hellbounds, including black fur, which this dog was black, he was a black Doberman pincher, glowing red or sometimes glowing yellow eyes, super strength and speed, ghostly or phantom characteristics, foul odor, and sometimes even the ability to talk. Uh, legend says that if someone is to stare into the eyes three or more times, the person will definitely die. Um, so anyways, it goes on to, to, and again, this is what you have here, a Hellbound, which is this particular type of dog, uh, where this guy's contemplating making this deal with Satan. You know, no no red flags. No red flags at all. So let's go further here. Um, here's a picture of the uh, um, Doberman Pinscher Hellbound Dog uh, walking outside the diner in the commercial. So, then the wind blows after the hell, Hellbound Dog appears and into the diner and turning the jukebox on to play the song Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. One of the most blatant odes to Satan in music history. Now, I'm going to go ahead and stop here, and we're going to go to part two and finish this out. And I'm going to play a clip from the Rolling Stones, 1969, where this Sympathy for the Devil, one of their original recordings. So, we're going to go ahead and end part one here, and we'll go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.